Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of the Shula Bowl podcast brought to you by Five Reasons Sports. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Shula Bowl Pod. You can find the podcast account, excuse me, the Five Reasons account at the number fivereasonsports.com. It is a tremendous day here, uh, and not necessarily for the for the best of reasons, but breaking news calls for an emergency pod, and that's what we've got right here on Tuesday, August 4th. You're joined by Eric Henry and Shane Marinelli of the FAU Owls Nest. Today, about 4 p.m., the 2020 FAU spring roster, or excuse me, fall roster, I'm so used to having spring trained in my mind, but of course we didn't get a spring this year. The fall roster was dropped and a notable name was missing, that being the reigning leading passer in Conference USA for 2019, the Davy O'Brien Award um, watch list and Maxwell Award watch list re- recipient, Quarterback Chris Robinson, he is no longer with the program. That was first reported by the folks over at FAU Owls Nest. Shane can elaborate more on that in a second, uh, as well as we'll give credit to uh, our family, our guy Jake Elman. Really quick, while I mention Jake's name, want to kind of touch on this really quick. Uh, uh, Jake's tenure with us at the Shula Podcast has presumably come to an end. I don't want to you know, say anything for certain because Jake may join us for a, a special podcast here or there, but um, you know, I, I personally want to go out and say thanks to Jake for all of his help and Getting this podcast started, you know, wouldn't be where we are today without his help. So uh, while I'm uh, also crediting him, you know, and, and reporting for the story, I'd want to go out of my way to thank him for everything he's done for the podcast. But Shane, um, I want to let you take it away. We're talking about someone who, like I said, off the top was the leading passer in Conference USA by many accounts was widely expected to be the top quarterback in Conference USA. And I certainly have him as one of the top players in all of group of five football. What does this do for FAU? And I'll let you go ahead and take it away with your reporting. Uh, yeah, there was, it was kind of a team effort reporting wise. I think the whole staff at the nest, just cause you know, these issues are obviously highly sensitive and what as fall got closer and there was kind of more and more smoke. I mean, it looked, you know, originally I didn't think much of it. And then as things got closer and some of the tea leaves were beginning to be read, it was obvious. And also, and, you know, let's just be real, uh, Chris Robinson's history. I mean, this isn't a surprise. Uh, you know, he was kicked out of OU for an issue, um, was suspended the first spring for a few practices out of his year, just for little things like grades. He obviously had the major issue with the sexual assault allegation last year. That was, I guess, it's complicated, but all the charges were dropped and there was really, you know, kind of nothing pending against him. And once he was clear to that, he came back. Uh, you know, the weird thing is Chris last season was, you know, obviously you're not in the locker room. You don't know what's going on. You don't know his day to day of the class, but just from an outsider's perspective, I think mean, he was kind of a class act kid last year, even the way he just like presented and handed himself in front of the media, you could tell there was a different maturity level and you saw it on the field and when you saw this, it was just a surprise. Now, again, we do not know the reasoning, okay? Let me be very clear on that. We do not know why. It, you know, maybe did he have maybe some strict things, but he was walking a typewriter at FAU and he got caught jaywalking. Is it something more serious? Um, it, no, FAU didn't even say that he doesn't have a possibility to come back to the team. God, we've, no been, we've been down this road with Chris Robinson before. So... I have no idea. All we know is FAU is opening camp tomorrow and 
arguably the best player in Conference USA is not going to be taking snaps with the first team offense. That is all we know at this point. And really quick for those, uh, you know, who may be uh, uninitiated, for lack of a better phrase, Chris Robinson and I just filed a story for, you know, the outlet Underdog Dynasty. Chris has, to be completely blunt, there's no other way to put it, he's had a tumultuous college tenure as a student and an athlete. He was dismissed from Oklahoma in 27, excuse me, in 2017, was suspended twice. And Shane, if I'm getting anything wrong, please feel free to jump in and cut me off. Uh, It was dismissed, excuse me, was suspended twice in 2018. The first time I believe was for an an academic issue, missing a a meeting with a, with a team tutor. Um, Then following that, he was investigated or was under investigation for sexual assault in 2019, he did not practice at all with the team during the spring, entering the 2019 season. Want to make sure it's noted that Chris was not charged with a crime. There were some uh, nuances as far as Title IX violations regarding Chris, and that, you know, it will be left up to speculation. But want to make it clear he was not charged with a crime in the sexual assault investigation, rejoined the team in time for the fall in 2019, and rebounded with, quite frankly, one of the best seasons ever in Florida Atlantic history as far as a quarterback is concerned. That's the reason he earned all the accolades entering 2020. And as Shane said, you know, I, I definitely want to emphasize that as well, whether it was Jake, whether it was, you know, Shane, anyone at the FAU Owls Nest, uh, Kobe Price over at the Sun Sentinel, anyone you really talk to around FAU, they all said, and even Lane Kiffin, I, I want to emphasize even Lane Kiffin himself, when I had a chance to talk to him in media days last year, they all emphasized that it felt to them as if Chris Robinson had turned a corner and that you didn't, I don't want to say you didn't see any of the uh, immaturity or transgressions per se, but it looked as if he'd put all that behind him and, you know, rebounded by all accounts, you know, to have a, a heck of a season. So like Shane said, we don't know, um, the, no official reason was given by FAU. I'm sure that will come out in the days and weeks to come. Uh, Shane noted to me off air, I hope I'm not betraying his trust by saying this, that Chris had kind of gone silent from Twitter. I know the last time I had seen Chris Robson on Twitter, there was some, uh, unfortunately the publication is escaping me right now, but someone had, as commonly tends to happen to him, because his name is Robinson, someone had put an extra I in there and, and credited him as Robinson. And the last tweet I'd seen from, from Chris was, you know, just correcting that publication saying that, hey, I would think by this point in time, you guys would have gotten my name right. But since then, he's kind of gone silent on Twitter. And we don't know how long he hasn't been with the program, but the fact of the matter is he's no longer there. I want to toss this to Shane really quickly because one of the points I tried to emphasize in my article for UDD and SB Nation is I know right now it may feel as if the world is is coming to an end. You know, maybe that's the wrong euphemism to use with coronavirus out there. I know it feels as the, the proverbial football world is coming to an end in Boca Raton as far as Chris Robson no longer being with the team. But the fact of the matter is this. Nick Tronti was a three-star recruit signed with Indiana in 2017. Definitely provides a different dynamic as someone who can use his legs. And Shane, I noted this in my article what you may see, and you and I talked about this earlier in the offseason, but what you may see is Willie Taggart implement the Gulf Coast offense that he ran to tremendous success at USF under the you know uh, reigns of Quentin Flowers and Marlon Mack, both of them ending up as NFL players, one with Cincinnati and Marlon Mack with Indiana, uh, Indianapolis. Excuse me. Uh, you may see that offense implemented. So, Shane, I, I think it's important for the FAU fans who'll hear this. What does Nick Tronti bring? And what does uh, Malcolm Davidson kind of bring in terms of just 
what could be more of a rushing attack. And, and I know you had some opinions as far as what the offense would look like as well. So I want to kind of let you go ahead and take it away and we'll, you know, bounce off each other from there. Yeah. Uh, first, let's say, you know, just emphasize, I think, God, man, Willie Taggart can't catch a break quarterback wise, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of tough. Um, and it's just, you know, just to touch base here. Yeah. You know, there was some excitement just before COVID happened that this was the first time FAU, I, I think in a decade would have had that, wow, we have a starter, the guy we know is the starter in the spring and the fall. I mean, FU hasn't had that. It's been quarterback competition on quarterback competition on quarterback competition, going back to multiple coaching staffs now every fall. Um, you know, Nick Trani isn't no slouch. I mean, the guy won Mr. Florida in 2016, was an Indiana signing, transferred back here. Uh, I think you're right, you know, Nick Trani is is way more of a mobile quarterback. I mean, we did see him and make plays last year. You know, he pretty much won the Western Kentucky game last year on that final drive with him kind of running the, um, you know, power quarterback offense with all the running backs and stuff, Um, which I think you're right, you know, fits what Willie Taggart wants to do. We've seen that with kind of like Trey Flowers and you go back to his USF days. But you know, it, it's just really difficult in these times to, to really switch what you want to do at this time. Um, and that offense a little bit more simpler. And, you know, you also mentioned Malcolm Davidson, but, you know, let's not forget BJ Emmons and Larry sure. McCammon is still back there. You know, I joked like call Paul Johnson up and run the triple option for a season. I mean, you could theoretically do it with this offense, uh, but they're, they're also pretty stacked at receiver. Uh, you know, I, I in though I do want to say, in light of me talking up Nick Tronti, there was times last fall, you know, when he had all spring to take the job in the beginning of fall with no Chris, and Chris took that job immediately last fall. I mean, they looked kind of miles apart at times. So yes, Nick has talent, but he's not Chris. Ro- he's not Chris Robinson. Well, Shane. Piggybacking off of that, you kind of mentioned something. And I, I want to go ahead and pull up your tweet here really quickly. You know, granted, of course, you could summarize your tweet yourself, but for the purpose of this, you know, we'll go ahead and, and credit your tweet here. And uh, I, I want to pull up the point here you made. Let me find it real quick. It's on the fly. Uh, okay. Shane Marinelli at an hour ago at 4.31 p.m. time. All right. 4.31 p.m. Eastern time. I'll have plenty of takes in the FAU Owls Nest and on Inside the Borough and the podcast listen to right now, the Showball Podcast. But Trani can be Asher O'Hara. FAU wins a lot of games with that. Just want to let you expound on that tweet, and you know we can kind of bounce some things off each other from there. Yeah. Um, Nick Trani, I think ultimately, you know, just from seeing him, he has the ceiling to be uh, – I actually compared him to a, a, a FAU quarterback from a few years ago just because Trani's built a little thicker. I mean, he's a big, sick kid. It's, um, you look at some of the numbers, it's kind of interesting. FAU strength coach does like a lot of social media and Instagram and posts like, Oh, here's our top performers of the day. And you see Nick Trani's name up there all the time. Uh, he was even, you know, I even had thoughts before all this happened that Nick Trani's a guy you could almost use as like a Tyson Hill type guy. You can line him up. I mean, if he was already kind of doing that, he caught a pass or sweat, Kentucky, they're running with him. 
you know, he, he has great physical ability. I mean, he's one of the strongest guys on the team. You see him, like, lifting some of the same levels as some O-linemen, D-linemen, and linebackers, okay? Uh, he's built a little bit, but he, he you know, I, I'm sitting here comparing him to, okay, who's the quarterback he has to beat in a season that may or may not have any out-of-conference? And, you know, some of the best quarterbacks, Astro Hare in the East, um, and Chris Reynolds, who's coming back. Uh, Nick Trani to me, that those are the guys he can kind of be. Which to me is if you if you put FAU's team around Chris Reynolds or Ashley Hare, and I can ask you this as someone who has vast more knowledge about every conference USA team than I do, if FAU traded Chris Robinson for Ashro Hare, hypothetically speaking, I mean, is FAU still a favorite to win the East? Yes. And, and, I, and I would say that as for Chris Reynolds as well. Okay. So, um, yeah. So if, if that's what I kind of think Nick Tronny's ceiling is, which is a great ceiling. Okay. It's a good, it's a good G5 athletic quarterback. Um, I, don't, I don't know if he's going to hit that ceiling. That's yet to be seen if he becomes those guys. But, yeah, I mean, I, I still think he can win a lot of games if they have a quarterback with those capabilities. So Shane makes a, a really good point there. I think it's a really, really uh, astute point there by Shane. Um, <laughs> Shane better not get used to this. I'm not going to give him that much credit this often, but I, I think it's a really astute point he makes there in terms of if you trade uh, pr- prior to today, Chris Robinson, and you put Asher O'Hara or Chris Reynolds on FAU, do you win a CFA title? Like I said before, I think the answer is yes. Now, do I necessarily think that Nick Tronti is those guys? We'll see. I'm going to get ready to pass the ball right back to Shane and ask him about Nick Tronti's credentials coming out of high school. Uh, all I'm really familiar, I know he's out of Ponte Verde Beach. He did not go to the same high school as Tim Tebow. Uh, I think I may have said that on a previous podcast, but he actually went to Ponte Verde Beach High, whereas Tim Tebow went to Nice. But nevertheless, definitely a dual threat guy. Uh, obviously was accomplished enough to go to Indiana, you know, so he is talented. But I... The case can be made that here's here's the deal for the FAU fans who may not know the background of both Reynolds and O'Hara. Both those guys are walk ons, you know, and I've seen Asher O'Hara play from the time he was a high school player because I went to grad school in Chicago. He had no offers coming out of high school. He uh, if my memory serves, serves me correct, I think he had one FBS offer and that was Middle Tennessee State coming out of JUCO. Chris Reynolds. It was a walk-on. I mean, a virtually unknown, a virtual unknown. He was a sixth stringer or a fifth stringer, if my memory serves me correct, before 2018, which was the last season for Brad Lambert. 20, 20, 2018 was the last season for Brad Lambert at Charlotte. He ended up winning that job over a, a myriad of guys there. Um, so in theory, Shane is correct. When you take a guy like Nick Tronti, who coming out of high school is a much more talented player than either of the two guys, it should, you know, it should work in theory. But, uh, you know, I'm a believer that those guys, you know, guys can fall beneath the cracks. I think O'Hara is a heck of a quarterback. I think Reynolds is a heck of a quarterback. But in terms of the physical gifts, Tronti should equate to those guys. I'm going to pass it back to you, Shane. Uh, can you kind of just bring us up to speed on what Nick Tronti was, maybe necessarily coming out of high school, um, and just what credentials you kind of expect of him, not only as a runner, but just as a passer? Because I, I think in relation to the Gulf Coast offense, if he can at least be – Quentin Flowers, FAU is in great shape. 
I mean, I think that's a big, I don't think he has to be Quentin Flowers. I think he can be 80% of Quentin Flowers. As, um, as a pastor, as a pastor. I'm sorry, Shane, as a pastor. Yeah, okay. I mean, like, still, I mean, you know, I've already, I've seen that. He just, he has to not turn over the football, okay? And that, that was kind of his problem in some of the camps. Um, I, I keep, I make the comparison that he, he's a lot like Quest Johnson Jr., who played at FAU a few years ago, just because they kind of have those bigger frames. They're, I mean, they're strong kids. Uh, you know, let's, let's also not forget FAU won the 2017 Conference USA title, running away with it with Driscoll. And Driscoll had a pretty good arm, but, you know, Driscoll was like one FBS offer coming out of high school, and they pretty much babied him in that offense. It was handoff to motor, handoff to motor, throw short pass to Harrison Bryant. And they're putting up 70 points off on, you know, North Texas. So not, I don't know if they have those capabilities, but they sure have the skill position talent. And, you know, one important thing to remember is when we watched Toronto last year practice with the team, you know, they didn't have the FAU did not have the same skill position talent as they do this year. They vastly improved their receiving core. Okay, and, you know, we all know about the running backs. But trying to come out of high school, led his team to a state title his senior year. Again, he was Mr. Florida in 2016, top high school athlete in Florida. So uh, top high school football player in Florida. I mean, that's that's a huge award. Uh, So, you know, he is no slouch, per se. He's not like, you know, you're not going to the bench and pulling up some guy. So, yeah, but again, you know, I just – in these times, it's, you wish you had a spring practice. I think, you know, with FAU starting practice tomorrow, and right now their first game is until September 19th, man, a month and a three weeks sounds really good uh, for the FAU to prepare for this. I, like, like I said before, you know, I agree when I led this podcast, started off. I really think that. Yes, we can't understate the loss of Chris Robinson. There's a reason he was nominated for all those awards. But at the same point in time, just in terms of this year, we're not talking about the fact that Chris had two years left. Just in terms of this season and the immediate here and now for the Owls, I think they're in decent shape with Chris, uh, excuse me, with Nick Tronti. I think especially that running game that, you know, no doubts uh, between Shane and I that it's the best running game in Conference USA. They'll be fine there. It's just really going to be a matter of, and Shane made the point, if Nick Tronti can protect the football, the Owls will still be in good shape. And, I, and you know, once again, I'm not going to say that this is a positive by any stretch of the imagination. But if you get a year ahead, a year jump into running the Gulf Coast offense, which, again, is it necessarily going to be the offense that the Owls run for the next five years? Who knows? Because when you have Shador Sanders coming in, who's necessarily known as uh, a runner, I mean, he's far from Quentin Flowers. He's a decorated passer. You know, that might not necessarily be the offense that you're running for the foreseeable future. But with Willie Taggart's history and running that offense, I think you have an immediate plan for success for this year and all is in law. So I think that's the key here for FAU. Uh, Shane, really quick, I, I just want to ask you this, you know, anything else that we should touch on as far as Chris? I mean, I guess I do want to ask you this personally. I, I, I This is something that I kind of find interesting. When when you take a look at the Conference USC's landscape, now you have FAU, you have Western Kentucky, and you have Marshall, the top three teams in Conference USA that are going to have to, you know, replace starting quarterbacks. So that, I was I, just going to say that. 
Yeah, yeah. In, in my opinion, your, that, your top three teams from the East have all lost their starting quarterbacks from last year. So it's we just joined the club. Exactly. So in my opinion, that lends really well for FAU in the sense that you know the bulk of the of the top teams, you know, it's still wide open. I, I don't think by stretch of the imagination, while Western Kentucky might be the most complete team. You talk about the defense. You talk about Gage Walker. You talk about Joshua Simon, a tight end. Uh, Tyrell Pigrome, he's coming off of ACL or multiple ACL injuries in Maryland. So we'll see what happens there. But this is the question I wanted to ask you, Shane, overall, what is Chris Robinson's legacy at FAU amongst, you know, the Owls faithful? You, you talk about a guy who led the team to a conference USA title, but as I mentioned off the top, had a tumultuous tenure there with the suspensions and whatnot. Overall, what do you think his legacy will be as an Owl? And just, you know, five years from now, we revisit the name Chris Robinson. What's going to be the chatter if you walk into Irishman? wasted talent i mean he's two full years yet that left that he could have probably if he would have played you know 12 games a season the next two years he probably would have created some records at fau that would have stood a couple decades you know when it comes to career numbers and he probably won't get a chance to do that the question i was just going to ask you is when you talk about a guy who's a four-star recruit going to oklahoma i mean in theory he's probably the most talented just from a sheer Physical perspective. We're not, you know, this is before the Shador Sanders era. So we're probably talking about someone who, by and large, is probably the most talented quarterback to come through Boca. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. His arm is gifted. He's, he makes throws. He's made some throws in games that are Sunday-like. I mean, if, if you just want to take, you know, Chris Robbins, he's not even the best athlete runner. Um, you know, he, he's, he's a pretty your standard pocket passer but he's made some throws where if you just took his right arm his it, there's more to this to being a quarterback but his right arm is nfl type right arm end of story probably top top three rounds the rest of them isn't there but just on a, on a pure talent level, I mean, he's, he's the best arm that will probably ever come through FAU. Yeah, so I think Shane pretty much nailed it right there. When you talk about Chris Robinson, the end of the day, the um, prevailing, I you know, kind of prevailing thought out of Boca Raton would be a waste of talent. And, you know, for his sake, will he be able to catch on another program? We'll see. Obviously, we're talking about someone who has a, a – you hate to say this about the kid, but the fact of the matter is this. He has a checkered – college career with some of the suspensions and really his tumultuous tenure. So we'll see what happens. And in the days and weeks to come, maybe it'll come out the reasons behind his dismissal. But with that being said, Hey, Shane, great job. Um, want to thank you for taking the time here on this emergency pod. We'll go and close this one up. You can always, you can find the podcast at shulablepod.podbean.com. You can find five reason sports on Twitter at five reason sports. And as always five reason sports.com your home for everything. South Florida sports. You can find Shane on Twitter at Marinelli Shane and find me on Twitter at Eric C Henry underscore. Um, thank you guys for listening. And hopefully the next podcast will be, you know, brings us uh, more positive news but from there it looks like we're uh, potentially full speed ahead with the season you know how long of a season how much of a season time will tell but uh looks like we'll be getting some football in, in 2020 so uh, please continue to listen the only way we can grow this podcast is through your feedback so feel free to dm us uh, whether that's five reasons sports myself or shane and thank you for listening